Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the tiny room. Welcome back to On Shomrabyog. I am the Michael of the titular Michael of the titular Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And I am joined by the man who, in all of Irish podcasting, he is the one who proves the rule that sequels aren't always worse than the original. It's Ben. Titular. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, this is very good. Ben, we're doing a spooky episode, even though it's the middle of September. <laughs> it's not quite Halloween time. But we're we're getting prepped, Michael. We're we're Halloween fans here at the podcast, so we're we're getting ready. And Ben, things are spookily falling off the walls. That that's due to I told I told you already. It's a lack of adhesive. Yeah, with the, the stickers in yeah. the room. You know what is the one proven solution for things not sticking to the wall properly? What the insertion of theme music. <gasps> Theme music for the podcast We don't actually have any theme music <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, pretty good. Ben, uh, this episode, this week, we're talking about uh, spooky stuff and nothing, Ben, is more spooky than a clown. Uh, tears of a clown. Wow. Yeah, yeah, um, the clown, the, the man who cried, wolf. Bloody, yeah, amen. Spooky, scary clowns. Benjamin. Shivers down your spine. Speaking yeah. of spooky, scary, scary clowns, Joker continues to both get excellent reviews and cause controversy. C- controversy, eh? You say controversy. No, I say controversy. It's mad, though. Look, yeah. Ben, people are excited about it, but are they? What, what do you mean, Michael? Give me a little bit more. Well, you're, Ben, you're... You're teasing me with crumbs here, Michael. I'm you're following an, down the path, but you're, you're giving me nothing. You're a noted incel. I am. I am. I'm a <laughs> so, committed incel. So as an incel, Ben, the Joker is going to be your hero, I think, and in some way lead I, to the degradation of society. I told you this last week, Michael. We talked about this. Did we? Gamers rise up. He's going to be toted as a mascot for a bunch of bloody incels and misogynists. Oh, misogynists are the be- the worst. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> anyway, go on. Tell me more, Michael. It's getting rave reviews. Yes. Do you think it's, it's true, though? No, I think a bunch of people see Joaquin Phoenix as an anorexic joker and they're like, oh my God, he's so edgy. He's so edgy. He's There's so no Batman. He doesn't even mention Batman. Now, do I do I doubt, Michael, that it's a, a good film? No. I think it's a good film. I then. think it's probably a good film, Michael. But um, do I do I trust the, the fan base necessarily to reflect that in a in a proportionate manner, Michael? No. No, no you don't never trust a fan base. Never trust a fan base. Or a dick base. Or... <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> or two men in a room giving their opinions about yeah, pop culture. Yeah, about you know? other fans. <laughs> ben, I went to see the film It Chapter 2. Oh, you all right? I'm fine, yes. You wouldn't come with me. You were struck down by a dose of coward's blood. <laughs> a strong dose of coward's blood. I don't like scary movies, Michael. I know, they frighten you. They frighten me something fierce, You Michael. became frightened at the mere mention of the concept of going I did. to see I, 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 on the You could see me on the tram. A little old lady asked me, did I want her seat? <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. My knees were And then wobbling. she was a demon. <laughs> it turns out she was a pretty demon lady. Benjamin, give me poop in a cup. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not leading into this week's review too early. I'm just telling you, telling you this, because there was a, a certain irony in the trailers when I went to see it. Um, go on, go on. I will. Um, there were four trailers, Ben. I think yes. the first trailer was the new trailer for Birds of Prey, which starts as a really? as an it parody. Oh, that's interesting. Because the balloons appear and the the it. Music, you know the it music that sounds a bit like a clown laughing, yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah. something like that. That plays, and then Harley Quinn appears and slaps the balloons out of the way and goes, "I've had it with clowns." Ooh. And then it's the Ooh. bloody, it's the bloody birds of play. You see, the little like cross cross. I like but it. But then, mm. ironically enough, um, considering we saw Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, the very next trailer was for the Joker. 
Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> no. that's, that's a little bit unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, because they've emancipated her from that relationship, but now, yeah. now he's back. Again, ladies and gentlemen, there's an essay all about that on uh, burningpapertigers.com, the essay thing that I used to Oh, you don't like that relationship, for. Ben. Um, no, I'm not a big fan, Michael. Not a big fan. Neither is the creator, Paul Dini. I think he, he got very annoyed once it was run within the comics, and he's like, I think you missed the point, lads. People are always missing the point. They are. It's a common thing. Common Bloody. thing. You only wanted to do one podcast with me, and now you're stuck with me. Stuck with Emily too. Bloody 117 episodes in. <laughs> and our side project, collecting issues. <laughs> collecting issues. Out every second Wednesday. Every second Wednesday. Benjamin. Oh, wow. What was yeah. I saying? Uh, you saw the trailer for Then the next two I'm just telling this little uh, Completely irrelevant side story about, uh, it, about pop culture trailers Then the next film There were three Will Smiths In the next two films Really? Because the first was A trailer for the film Gemini Man Which is Which is The vainest Will Smith project <laughs> To date He did He did After Earth With his son Who looks vaguely like him Turn on the computer so there So that man. would be Very useful And then yeah. Just, he just got rid of his son. He was just yeah, like, oh, I can just do it myself. I just, yeah, I just do it myself. <laughs> yeah, he's just doing two movies. And then the next film was bloody Bad Boys for Life. Martin Lawrence has put on some weight. I thought he was in a fat suit then. I thought that was going to be the joke. <laughs> I thought it was Big Mama's House 4. Yeah, and he was going to lose some weight. It, it does go to show, though, that Big Mama's House suit was pretty good. Very accurate, <laughs> yeah. as, as things turn out. On the upside, for Big Mama's House 5, yes. no costuming budget needed. <laughs> just a, a quick wig and a shave. Big. Don't be, don't, come on, stop fat shaming Martin Lawrence, noted Hollywood actor Martin Lawrence. <laughs> uh, but they play into it well. It looks like that's what they're going to be. I think that's the crux of many jokes. It's just going to be fat Martin jokes. Lawrence's past is prime. Oh, I have only seen Bad Boys 1 and 2 once each, and I do not remember them. Well, you're not supposed to, Michael. It's Michael Bay. Bay. Is Bay doing this one? I don't know. Looks okay. like it, though, <laughs> from the from what I understand in the trailer. There's not, I didn't see a sexy lady in the trailer cleaning a car. Ah, oh, that's good. That comes later. That one, yeah, that one. Maybe they've reined in Michael Bay on that one. He's like, well, it's, it's post Me Too. You know, maybe we yeah. shouldn't have sexy ladies washing the car. He's like, okay, but I, have, I get to have six more explosions. And they're like, oh, fine, Michael. Fine. <laughs> is, that the, is that the explosions to sexy lady ratio? Yeah. Six, six explosions per sexy lady. <laughs> yes, so if he loses one, he gets an extra six. That's called uh, the Ben Colopy sexy lady explosion <laughs> ratio. <laughs> Uh, patent pending um, but yeah the thing I enjoyed the most was the bit where they just told them to stop singing the Bad Boys theme tune it's the little the little add-on what do you call that little moment after a trailer and it's just the little add-on I, I don't know I do it Extra in the Comic Con videos occasionally yeah. <laughs> where we have a little joke at the end uh, a post credit st- stinger yeah is it a stinger? stinger let's call it a stinger um, but I, I enjoyed it the bit where like stinger. no no you don't get to sing that and you're getting the lyrics all wrong yeah and you're getting the lyrics all wrong they're hard to learn or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I, know. Enjoyed it. Look, I enjoy I'll those go, little moments. I'll go see it. I'll go see it. I'll go see it. I'll go see it. Yeah. I enjoy an acting comedy, as we know. Have you seen the trailer for... Oh, no. I've forgotten the name of it. Never mind. Never mind. Move on. We'll do it next well, week. No, no, no. We'll look, this could be... This it's could the new be Irish comedy horror movie line. coming out. The horror comedy. There's a new Irish horror With comedy. With Will Forte. Yeah. Oh, Ben, that's right into our wheelhouse. Oh, no. It's... Extra normal is what it's called mm. as as a play on on paranormal. Oh, very interesting! And, and it's an Irish show. horror comedy. Yes, so it's about yes, from what I've gathered from the trailer. Yes, it's about a lady who can speak to the dead. Oh, very good. Uh, or she sees the dead. A bit of a trope, but um, go on. And she's just in a town full of Irish people that take this as perfectly normal. They're like, are you talking to anyone today, Sheila? And it's a whole it's a whole play on our accent and our mannerisms and stuff like that. But the main uh, the main pull of the film I suppose as you could say um, 
It's bloody Will Forte, noted American comedian, comedic actor Will Forte. I don't know who Will Forte is. Who's playing an American? Um, who's playing an American Satanist? Who has kidnapped someone and plans to sacrifice them? He doesn't ring a bell for me. He he doesn't ring a bell. That's no, I don't. I don't recognize him. Really bizarre, Michael. What, what was he in? He was in every American comedy of the last 15 to 20 years. The Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory. He's also starred in a very long-running uh, popular Will TV show, Last Man on Earth. Um, he was also a Saturday Night Live alum. No, I never heard of him. Oh, okay, well, he's going to be in... i tell you what, knowing who he is, Ben, isn't my forte. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what you <laughs> did there. That was very good. I've taken his name. Forte means a strength. Yeah, and that's his um, name. And that's his name. That's very good. Um, what it's called is it's gone. It's, it's hidden all the way down here. I don't think extraordinary is what it's called. That's what you bloody said. You already yeah, said that. I know. I was just Ben. If I if my name was William Forte, I would tell people my name was Willie Strength. <laughs> that's what I would tell people. Just call me Willie Strength. <laughs> Anyway, look. He's a scary clown. <laughs> Bloody spooky, scary clown. No, Ben, I'm, we're actually going to divert off that for a second. Because speaking of spooky, scary things, more than a year ago, Ben, you introduced me to a world of a spooky, scary website. I don't know if you remember. Yes. Have you seen the new video game Control? Is it all about the SCP Foundation? Not really. Oh. But kind of yes. But kind of yes. Tell uh, me more. It's about a government agency whose job is to uh, get this, Ben secure, contain and protect people from objects which have encountered the paranormal. But but Michael, that's SCP. It's pretty much SCP. It's pretty much SCP the video game. Oh, okay. Is it a fan thing? Is no, it no, it's no no, it's a triple A title. It's it's by I think what are they called? Requiem games or relief games or random something with R. But they're a big triple A game publisher. Oh and there's oh there's budget behind this and it's oh. you know, it's a fully rendered three D <laughs> as if that's important. It's a fully rendered three D experience triple well, A game. Could've, yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It could have been a yeah. could have been a bloody text adventure, Ben, yeah. but it's not. It's not. Uh, it's. Uh, I think that's why it's not a, an official SP, SPC SCP Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Strange Creatures. Oh, yeah, uh, I think that's why it's not official. It's just kind of uh, that. And they don't want to pay all the people that created all those wonderful objects, Michael. Yeah, well, that's I think the thing, that's isn't it? it is. Isn't that the thing about something which it would be next to impossible to. To license that. Well, you see, this is the tricky thing, Michael. The SCP. Uh, so, for anyone that hasn't heard our previous episode on SCP, you can go back and check it out. Our most there. listened to episode, I think. I think. Possibly, yeah, possibly. The SCP community is is very supportive. Um, yeah, good, good job, lads. Good bunch of, la- good uh, bunch of eggs. Great bunch of li- great bunch of lads. Um, good and ladies. Around. Lads is in the pejorative sense, as in everybody. Pejorative, pejorative means. Properly. What does pejorative mean? <laughs> Shit. Never mind. In in the all inclusive sense is what I meant there to say. I don't know why I said pejorative. Um, I knew it the second it came out of my mouth. I was like, nope, that's not right. Um, the SCP Foundation is yeah. a collaborative fictional project. Yeah. Um, where a group of people come together and they write uh, object entries. Yeah. And the objects come in three different classes. There's Euclid, Keter, and Oh, I'm going to forget the last one. I don't think you're going to. I think you have. I have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten the last one. But it's Euclid, Ketter, and there's three classifications. One is... No, it's safe, Euclid, and Ketter. Isn't it? Not what it is? Anyway, it doesn't matter. There are three classes. Uh, some are objects that are completely contained and ha- no longer have an effect as long as they remain in their containment. Um, other objects are dangerous if interacted with by humans. And other objects are reality-damaging, warping, world-ending possibilities. Oh. Um, 
And the really cool thing about it is it's it's come, it's just it's just internet people coming together and, and creating fiction, making a thing. Um, and it spawned off various different things, um, which we've discussed in the podcast before. One of the great things is Volgan, um, which is a YouTube channel by a man from Northern Ireland, and he reads out SCP entries in full voice acted. Yeah, yeah he does, and they're not all from Northern Ireland. Like he doesn't go. No, he's great. He, then the weird <laughs> thing escaped out of the chamber and fucking <laughs> ripped off your man's head. And it was terrible. Um, we, the people of Northern Ireland, will not stand for this kind of hostility. Um, and it was. Uh, he's very made, good, though. He's you a, made that a bit political there. He's, I do. I always do. <laughs> I always do. Um, but he's an absolutely brilliant voice actor and does a great job of. And he's he, nearly as good a voice actor as I am. Uh, there, al- almost there now. Um, and the really interesting thing I found out about him is he three D models all of his um, environments that he puts in the videos. So all the creatures oh, that you see good. are not um, kind of taken from the internet. He makes all those himself. That's very good, isn't it, Ben? He molds them for every video, um, which I was very impressed by. But anyway, he does a great one. <laughs> but there was a bit of controversy very recently in Russia because someone in Russia... Found one. No, patented the SCP logo. Ah, Russia. And they were charging people when they used it as part of the internet community. Yeah, and but they were bringing cases against people. It's it's in Russia. Th- yeah, I know, but it's still a thing of someone trying to claim uh, what is a collaborative effort. And I suppose mm. the game company, because it's a, a really fantastic Requiem, uh, Requiem Games. <laughs> yes, is that what we're going to call yeah. them. No, that's right. All right, okay. Requiem Games, I'd say, is sidestepping a large amount of internet backlash from people who are saying, "But well, this is a remedy. It's remedy, <laughs> <laughs> remedy games." And I'd say they're possibly. Uh, Avoiding a lot of backlash from the SCP community, which is quite large, Michael. It is. Uh, look, I, I don't know. We probably could have researched more, but this wasn't the main topic. So no, it wasn't. We'll let's really move on. Cause oh, okay. Tell you what, Ben. Tell you who, who saw a bloody film was me. <laughs> we already did that. Go on. Go back to it. Go on. I want to see a film, Ben. Go on. I had to go. Basically, Ben, I went with Jim's girlfriend. Coward's blood. Not Jim's girlfriend because of No, Coward's she's blood. the only one. The only one of you. The only one of my nine friends. What happened to Jim? Coward's blood. They've all got coward's blood. What happened to Shane? Coward's blood. What happened to Katie? Coward's blood. They all have coward's blood. So anyway. So Jim's I went good lady friend escorted you. Hero's blood. She Hero's is. blood. So anyway, I saw It Chapter 2. Ben, as you know, as you know, Ben, It Chapter 2 is the follow up to It Chapter 1. Yes. Which was released in 2017, I think. Not that long ago. Yeah, but... Not that long ago, but quite long ago. Yeah, well, okay, fine. Like when you think about the fact, for example, that the adult characters weren't cast when it chapter one was made. True. So it's, I mean, it was pretty significantly long. Significantly ago. long ago, in in terms of a film like this, which feels like uh, they were made together and then split up. Pejoratively speaking. Uh, pejoratively speaking, <laughs> a while ago. Ben, it chapter two is the story of a group of adults returning to the town of Derry. Derry, 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 there's a wee clown. Hey, there's a clown knocking around. We're going to have to deal with that. Not that Derry. <laughs> Not free Derry. <laughs> oh, 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 now he's making things political. Um, Derry in, in America. In Derry America. in Maine. And they return 27 years after they defeated it, Pennywise the Evil Clown. Uh, because like Winnie the Pooh with a, with a chest cold. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he's back, Ben. He's back, the son of a bitch. He's a real bad egg. And we know he's back because he, he kills a gay man. A gay man? Yeah. yeah one For of what the, reason? One of the most famous scenes of the original book, I didn't think would make it into the adaptation, but it did, Ben. The, the, the killing of a gay man? Yeah. Well, gay men the, die sometimes, Michael. It well, happen. it's a hate crime. There's, a, oh. there's a, a bit of gay bashing in Derry. In the book, oh. Ben, 
basically what's going to happen here is I'm going to give my thoughts on this and, and keep saying, in the book, Ben, yeah. in the book, Ben, there is a gay bashing incident and a gay man is killed, but it's implied that a lot of that negative shit that goes on in Derry Darnay is because of Pennywise's presence. Stirring the pot. Yeah, not even stirring the pot. He just, it being there makes people more racist. And, and more, aggressive. And, and more aggressive and more rapey and more pedophile and mm. more, it just makes everything shit. Well, that's not nice, is it? But that implication isn't in this film. Oh. It just looks like they're a bunch of gay bashing bigots. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. But it, it, it's, it's weird. not the Losers Club that gay bashes. No, no, no. Women, it's a it? bunch of uh, teens played by men in their 20s. Ah, it's a classic American trope. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and they, they see a gay couple and they bash them and throw them into the water and he gets out safely, but then the clown gets him. And it's straight out of the book. Oh. Uh, but in the book, it's set in the 50s. Which were, oh sorry, I suppose, oh, so it's modern I suppose in that the... scene is set in the 80s, which okay. I think was, I think there was more gay bashing then. I don't know. There probably I was. I don't know. AIDS epidemic? I, I think that was even possibly gay before fight. AIDS really became <laughs> huge. But what I'm saying is it felt weird set in 2016. Yeah. Is it, is it, are they trying to aim for a little bit of commentary? Was it, was it trying to be a I little bit? I don't know. Well, I, I don't think they were, Ben, because it, it's... It's just directly from the book. Okay. It's just enough. lifted straight yeah. out of the book. Uh, they changed some things about the book, but then oddly keep things like that. They didn't, Ben, you'll be delighted to hear, keep the, the child sex scene. Oh, that that was actually made me quite happy. Yeah, that was one of the better choices. That was, that was one of the cleaner, healthier choices. The thing about this film, Ben, is if you remember the first film. Yes. Did, do you? Did you see it? Yeah. Did you really? I had to sit through it. <laughs> Cowards, bud. Um, I was curled up in a ball with my hands in my ears the whole time. The uh, there's two things we need to say about this. The the film itself. No, hold on. Let me express that better. The book is famously really good with the scene setting and the spooky, scary things. Spooky, and, scary skeletons. Exactly. And the boogly wooglies that are coming the to get the boogly woogly man, and they're coming to get the kids. And then the uh. adult sections are. Good, but not quite as well received in general. And if you remember the 1990-something miniseries... With Tim Curry. With Tim Curry. The kid one is pretty good, and then the adult one, bag of shite. But kids are more entertaining to watch being haunted by a monster. That's a large part of it, a bit of that Goonies feeling, a bit yeah, of that I, Monster Squad feeling. I know it was a very much a, a, a big thing, though, wasn't it? Wasn't, like, you do get that 80s nostalgia that, you know... We can do it. Woo, the loser's club. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. large part of the success of it. And you have to say, it has to be said, Ben, that in this film, when the kids are on screen, it lights up. The adults are fine. Mostly fine. Mostly fine. Some very good performances. The actor who plays Eddie is some of the best casting from child to adult is I that, have ever seen in my life. That, um, I can't believe, I love Hader, Bill Hader. No, Bill Hader plays Richie Tozier. Okay. And Bill Hader is very funny. He usually is. And the guy who plays Eddie is very funny. It leads into another issue with it, that Richie and Eddie, Bill Hader and the guy yes. whose name I've forgotten, are great. They're really fun. Every time they're on screen, you enjoy. it's amazing. Isaiah Mustafa, is that his name? The guy from the old, the old Spice ad. Look at you. Oh, yeah, look yeah. at your man. Now look yeah, at yeah. me. Back to your man. Back to, unfortunately, he isn't me. Is that Isaiah uh, Mustafa? Yeah. Good he, name. He... Is a bit generic, unfortunately. Oh. He kind of plays an eager '90s Denzel Washington outfit wearing 
Guy. Guy. Remember how Denzel Washington used to dress in the 90s? I do indeed. That's how, this guy, galore. that's how this guy dresses. It looks like he's doing a Denzel Washington nice. cosplay. It's pretty like funny. It. And then um, Ben, Ben Hanscom, the kid who was fat and then grows no. up handsome. Ben Hanscom. Ah, very good. He's, he's yeah, I see what you've done there. <clears throat> he was a fat kid, but then he grows up handsome. Yes. He's a bit of a damn squib. Oh. Ben Beverly is a bit of a damn squib. Jessica Chastain has is less. That, now, is that Bryce Dallas Howard or Jessica Chastain? It's Jessica it Chastain. It could have been Bryce Dallas <laughs> it Howard. It could have been Bryce it Dallas did, Howard. It, it didn't make much difference, to be honest, in all in all honesty. Except for one little scene where she's escaping from her abusive husband. Oh, and good. she's going through her wardrobe. She reaches for a pair of high heels and then picks a pair of runners. Oh, that's I, good. You I enjoyed that. that. Was a little nod to Bryce Dallas Howard in... Um, the bloody Jurassic, Jurassic World. World, where she was doing the old sprint, the sprint through, through the jungle. But yeah, she's a bit of a damn squib. She has less charisma than the teen. Ac- the teen actors have more charisma than all of them. They always did, though. They were pretty great. They're really like, it was a great cast. They're in the really good teen actors. I have, oh, they're brilliant. Yeah. But the other thing is, the kids are better written than the adults. It's always mm. been that way. The adults are a bit cookie cutter, a bit. St- standard there's yeah. a bit of tragic backstory yeah to show the PTSD of originally facing down the clown yeah I mean just the, the the kid story is so much better than the adult bit so it was always going to be a struggle the problem with this film Ben is it doesn't know what it is oh no if I had to describe it I would say it's an overly long action adventure comedy horror epic thing. <laughs> that's what it wants to be and yeah, overly. It doesn't want to be overly long, How but it is. It's nearly three hours. Too long. Yeah, but it's an overly long action adventure comedy horror. Mm, it's too long. Um, with a bit of cosmic epicry thrown in. Do they? Do they go cosmic? Do they go full cosmic? Do they, they don't do? go as cosmic. The word maturin is mentioned. Okay, but do I get to see a giant turtle or no. not? Ah. There's no giant turtle. In it. Oh, I'm Shall glad I didn't to, go. Look, I'm. Uh, it doesn't even bear really talking about spoilers. Well, but we, let's we, just say we're going to talk we, about spoilers from now on. We'll do a quick five minute spoiler. Even though everyone's read the book, if you haven't read the book, the book's the best one. Uh, and most people have seen the miniseries. Except for the child sex scene. Yeah, that's, that's not pretty gross. Sub-opt- suboptimal. Suboptimal. As they say, Ben. Pejoratively speaking. <laughs> suboptimal, not as in like Optimus Prime's slave. <laughs> Bumblebee. Optimus' sub. Yeah, they're, ah, all right. <laughs> yeah. See what I've done there. Yeah. Um, what was I talking <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers for the film that we saw. You saw. Um, <laughs> there's Stephen King stuff in it. Stephen King himself was in it, for example. <laughs> oh, for but sake. you know how one of the problems is that the lead character, Bill, Bill Denborough, as played by Professor Xavier. Professor James Xavier. McAvoy. Yeah. James McAvoy with a stutter and an American accent. Great. Um, he has always been a real bore of a character. Why is that now? Is he too good? He's Stephen King. Oh. He's a writer. He's married to a sexy lady. He's no. the hero of the story. He can't help himself. He just can't. can't help himself. He can't. He just can't control it. But one of the great little running gags throughout the film is that people hate his endings. Very good. It's very funny. Because so, we all hate Stephen King's endings. Exactly. <laughs> so oh, a movie, a, a movie adaptation has been made of one of his books, and everyone keeps telling him that they're changing the ending because they hate the ending. And then later on, he goes to a shop where he sees his old bike and the shopkeeper is Stephen King. Oh. And he notices that Stephen King is reading one of his books and he says, do you want me to sign it? And he says, no, nah, I hated the ending. Nice. So, nice. <laughs> the whole time you're thinking, are they going to change the ending of this now? Because they, it's pretty faithful. Okay. It's, okay. They, how, they, how does it end? I don't even know. 
it turns into a giant spider. Oh yeah, and they fight okay, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I always mix up the first time they fight him with the last time they fight him. It's very confusing for well, me. Well, then the takeaway message from both of these films is that if in doubt, bullying. That's the solution to everything. They gather in the first one. They gather around the clown and kick the shit out of him. Yeah, you remember? Yes. Uh, crowbars and with and imagination, with imagination. Yeah, but mostly chains. Yeah, mostly chains <laughs> and a poker. Yeah, and in this one, they literally. Bully him into submission. Go on. They gather around him and they say, "We have to make him small." Eddie, Eddie realizes that they can make him small to beat him. Right. Well, Eddie and Mike. It's kind of a team up. Eddie and they, Mike. They realize we have to make him small to beat him. So they gather around him and they call him names. <laughs> like you, stupid son of a bitch! I'm going to kick you in the head. And, <laughs> and then, like, they, they basically bully him, and they bully him so much, and he gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And they're like, "You're just a stupid clown, you little ugly son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> they kick oh, the shit out of him. That's so, weird. Yeah, well, the message of the two films is... Bullying works. If in doubt, bullying. Bully the shit yeah. out of it. If something is bothering you, the best thing you could possibly do is gather up a group of your friends, bully them into submission, and then kick the shit out of them. How is uh, how's the actor who plays it? He, Very good. Bill Sarsart. Yeah, yeah, he's Bill fine. Yeah. He's pretty like, good. He didn't... Oh, I thought you meant emotionally. No, I don't think they... Like, they weren't targeting him specifically. Bill, you're shit at acting. <laughs> you're, you're a one-trick pony, Bill. Guys, I have to take a break. <laughs> no, he's very good. Uh, I would say there's not that much of it in it, considering it's very long runtime. Really? Mm. Not enough it for it. One of the issues with the second part of the story is that it is actually a pretty ineffectual villain. That's always what happens with a horror movie, though, once the monster is actually out there in the open. That's a classic Mick uh, analysis of horror movies. Well, here's the thing, Ben. In this, more than any, he's pretty ineffectual because he can't actually hurt them as adults. Oh, because it only works on kids. Well, you have to be scared of them. So he basically just shows up to scare you. Okay. That's all he wants to do. He okay. wants to make you more and more scared. So he can eat you. So he can eat you. Because once you get a certain amount of scared, that's when he can get you. Although it seems to be with kids, he can just get them if they're scared or not. I don't, it's it's not consistent. It's loosely played with Stephen but, King. Yeah, but but yeah, the thing is, you're looking at it and you're looking at them running away from it and you're like, just punch him in the head. Just, just <laughs> a- <laughs> 27 years ago, you all ganged up and kicked the shit out of him. Just call him names and then punch him in the Just get me. I'm great at bullying, Ben. You'll attest to that. You are. Get me over. Fantastic. I'll sort it out for you. You could take him on alone. I oh, know. <laughs> I'm watching the film go. Get him a bloody arm bar. Bloody get him so in the headlock. Give him a nuggie. So is that the end of it then once they defeat him the second time? Yes. But now there's new... You've heard this about Stephen King. Apparently he comes back again. It's not dead. No, in other dead. books it's met no but in the books it's mentioned that uh, they talk about Maine well, they, and how there's they, been a bout uh, of children missing again yeah, in Maine yeah, yeah. years and years later well, Stephen King used to like throwing easter eggs from his own yeah. work into his own work and then he developed it into an extended universe but as far as I'm as far as I'm aware after the Losers Club beat him the second time he's dead okay but lots of things change like they don't lose their memories anymore when they leave Derry and things, Derry, Derry, okay. uh, yeah. But it's a good film. It's okay. an enjoyable film. It's an enjoyable action adventure comedy horror. Do they, do they are they very it's, graphic with the, the the infamous opening to the the older part where where most of the kids come back but one of them doesn't. Well, I don't. Th- I think it's fair to say that that's not a spoiler. But we're already in spoiler territory. Yeah, fair enough. Stanley Stanley does die. He commits suicide. Okay. It's not very graphic. Okay, 
and there are some pretty graphic scenes in it yeah, of violence, but this isn't. They do a thing. I might want to talk about this. I had this in my notes, but you've just reminded me. They do a thing in it where they redeem Stanley's suicide. Well, you're not allowed to shame suicide, really. It's not It's not often. In the, in the book and the original series, Stanley commits suicide because he's scared. Is that coward's blood, do we? Coward's blood, coward's you could blood. say. And, you know, Fuck. we're a little bit more sensitive towards suicide in you this really day are and age. built for uh, taking on... Ears. I could kick the <laughs> shit out of it. <laughs> like, it's one of my dreams that <laughs> it would target me. He's like, I'm going to get you, Mick. And I'm like, are you? <laughs> yeah. Are you, really? though? Really? really? You want to try? Um... I'm very emotionally sturdy. <laughs> you are. It's very um, hard to slag Mick. What are we? What are we talking about? Go on. Um, your suicide. They suicide regime the thing. suicide. So in this, after they've defeated it, they all get a letter from Stanley, and maybe this is in the original, but I don't bloody remember it. And Stanley says, "I knew I was too scared to go back, so I would have been a hindrance. I knew if I didn't go back, and only six of us went back." The circle wouldn't be complete. So I did the only thing I could do. I took myself off the board. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's a hero move. They've, they've made it a, a heroic suicide, a heroic sacrifice rather you than just a cowardly. Back. Well, he was too scared. Dying, yeah, but if you're afraid of dying. But he was too scared, Ben. Yeah. I won't do that. I promise. Uh, he wasn't afraid of, <laughs> but he wasn't afraid of dying. He was afraid of the clown. Yeah. And remember, he was the, I always the most scared of him. What was his fear again? Which one was his fear in he the, was the, the first one? I don't remember. I don't remember what Stanley's fear the, was. The leprosy lady? No, the leprosy is Eddie. Eddie. And Eddie beats up the leper in this. Burning is Isaiah Mustafa's... Yeah, because his parents... Burned Mike. alive. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm having a real tough time remembering this. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, go Werewolf? On. Oh, was it the werewolf? Was it? That's pretty shit. They, they stuck with the Paul Bunyan thing as well. Oh, no way. The, yeah. I, the big well, morphy kinda, Paul Bunyan Yeah, thing. I, I thought that was going to happen because it was so visibly obvious in the trailer. Yeah. But yeah, it does. They do a big spooky Paul Bunyan. That's and it's not. It's not that spooky. No. Because Bill Hader is like, it's not real. It's not real. I know it's not real. And then it's not real. And just kick the shit out of him. Just <laughs> kick the shit out of him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, two things to take away from this. Yes. Bullying works. Yeah. And don't live in Maine. If in doubt, bullying. Anyway. Ben, yeah. The speaking the, of spooky, speaking scary, spooky, scary skeletons. Speaking of just kicking the shit out of it being a weakness of monsters. Today we decided that we would take a look at some of the spooky, scary stories. Spooky, scary stories. We should have saved this for Halloween. What are we doing? Right. <laughs> you picked the topic this week. This has we're nothing gonna, to do with me. We're going to take a look at some of the spooky, scary sto- stories ripe for the picking, Ben. Yes. In popular culture from Irish mythology. Well, Celtic mythology in general, but Irish mythology in the pejorative sense, yes. Um, you, go, <laughs> you go first there, Ben, you son of a bitch, or I'll so, come over there and kick you in the head. I think, I think when Mick pitched this one to me, we, we said uh, Celts uh, or Irishmen Sinifrin, which is Gaelic for Irishmen in, <laughs> in hell. Um, and there's a lot of deathy kind of helly things going mm. on in, in Celtic mythology. But rather interestingly, hell isn't one of them. Celtic mythology in general doesn't have a hell. No, just a heck. So to speak. They <laughs> they have pure heck. Hecking. Um but yeah, they don't have uh, a set hell. Right. We have some similar concepts to Valhag- Valhalla yeah. in that you earn your way there through combat and death. Oh, I'll be going there. 
Definitely, once you kick the shit out of it. Just kick the shit out of him. Just kick him in the head. What's wrong with them? Why are they running away? He's standing in front of them. You just get him in the head, look. Oh, His big bulbous head. Yeah. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh sounded like <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. I hope some of our listeners now decide to time up to team up and try to frighten me. <laughs> I hope not. I don't want to be part of that. I want out. Um, but anyway, the one that most people know is Tiernanog. Ah, Tiernanog. Um, and Tiernanog is the land of eternal youth mm. in Irish mythology. But it's also a, um, it's also a afterlife substitute for ah. other things. And different heroes in Celtic mythology go there. But in terms of an actual hell. We don't have one in the same way that other mythologies have. So in Nordic mythology, you have Hell or Niflheim, mm-hmm. whichever you prefer. Um, I don't think you get a choice. In the old Christian mythology, we have Hell. Yeah. Just, as, just classic old, Hell. Classic yeah. Hell. Dante has his nine circles. Yeah. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff going yeah. on. We don't actually have one, Michael, but we do have some rather interesting deities around the concept of death Ooh. and destruction. We're big fans of demons here in Celtic mythology. Ooh. Odd kind of creatures. I suppose you wouldn't call them demons. That's a Christianization. But yeah. Sure, look. One of the big ones, Go on. Michael. That's quite that's that's occasionally crops up in pop culture is the Morrigan, oh, um, who is who is I suppose our equivalent of the goddess of death, oh, um, and she got her big moment to shine in the Ulster cycle of mythology with Cucullin. Have we talked about the Morrigan before? We have. She's she's popped up here and there. Okay, yeah, um, just a little bit though, not a lot. Yeah, because she, she's always sexy in modern interpretations. She's quite sexy in old stories as well. But like old Irish sexy. But old Irish sexy. She has sexy. a lot of land. She's got nice ankles. <laughs> and that's all we get to see. And she's got frontage. Yeah, road frontage. Miles of frontage. Mm. And no, do you know what? Go on. She can milk a cow in 60 seconds Oh, flat. nom, nom, nom. <laughs> <laughs> and her cabbage and bacon stew is pretty decent. Sublime, yeah. Sublime. Sublime. So, the Morrigan is uh, most commonly associated with crows in our mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a big bloody crow goddess. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, Crows are carrying birds. They, yep. they come and eat the dead yep. when, when times they are uh, a bloody. Well, they're general scavengers. But she's the one that challenges uh, Cucullin. So Cucullin is our, our big hero and he um, has his final stand in the, the Ulster Cycle of Mythology over the Tonbo... No, I'm going to get that wrong. Is it the Ton? It is the Ton. Yeah. The Tonbo Cooling Unit, which is the, the big epic bull saga in Ulster Mythology oh, where Queen bull. Maeve has a, a wealth off with um, her lover, husband, depends on which way you look at it. And basically they have a dick measuring competition with the amount of stuff they have. Her husband has one thing over her, which is a, a bigger a bigger bull. And she's like, well, fuck that. I'm going to find one. Yeah. So she goes around the country and she leaves Ulster and she finds someone uh, somewhere else. And as with all Irish farmers, she offers him a lot of money and goes, nah, nah. you're grand. I'm That's keep, my cow. Can keep my cow. Yeah. Go keep my cow. Go fuck yourself. And she's like, right, well, all out war it is so because I have to beat my husband um, and Cucullin steps in on behalf of the other king of the other province is it Leinster is he Leinster I don't know or Munster I can't remember which province he is but Cucullin I think is either Leinster based or Munster based and he steps in to defend the king in this battle because Maeve has the biggest army in the country mm-hmm. um, and he wants to help out and he can because Cucullin's he can do a lep badass um, so he's well able uh, takes them all out, does a, does quite a bit of damage over time, um, uses the ancient rite of trial by combat, which is one-on-one. Mm-hmm. He just takes out lad after lad after lad after lad after lad. Yeah, that's how I would beat Pennywise. Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. That's how you'd beat most armies, Mick. You'd yeah. be like, right, one at a time. No, I'd probably get three and then I'd be tired. Yeah, well, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not an ancient not Celtic young, hero. Not as young as I used to be. <laughs> you're an ancient Celtic hero. Could have done it about five years ago, but now... <laughs> 
Now, uh, <laughs> we don't know if we fancy that. Anyway. What's this got to do with Morrigan? <laughs> wish, wish now. Um, he's wish doing now great. Way. He's absolutely nailing it. Um, and so the Morrigan steps in. Um, she makes a deal um, with, I think it's Maeve herself. Um, and she bloody tries to seduce him first of all oh very good it's like come here to me right you're well sexy and well able to kill people that bloody work on me then (laughs) and I'm well sexy and I'm into dead people so come here to me come here to me look let's do a team up couple of pints we'll see what happens my gas around the corner my um, tent's over there yeah I'll middle cure a cow (laughs) exactly and she could goes nah you're alright love Um, as with all as with all coppers interactions sometimes you're just not drunk enough and he goes nah you're grand Grand. (laughs) something suspicious about you gives a nod to the bouncer says thanks a million lads and they give him an old nod and he strolls on out Um, and first of all yeah go on not only does this scupper the Morrigan's plans but it also pisses her off right she's like I'm a fucking ride yeah how dare you turn me down Um, I've got a real flair for storytelling oh yeah (laughs) very good and so then she takes it upon herself to take him down a peg or two. Yeah. And she tries this in a bunch of different ways. Um, she tries to kill him, first of all, in three different ways. Classic woman. And... <laughs> didn't say that. No, actually, for once, that actually wasn't chauvinist of the podcast, Ben. <laughs> so he does it in three different ways. Yeah. Um, once, she does it by transforming into... Um, a truck. A red truck. Uh, not a truck, but a, uh, I think it's a or or something like that okay and the way he sorts that is he gives it out a box in the side yeah. and he breaks her ribs and she's like oh fuck <laughs> that was a bit rough um and she <laughs> she lifts off she comes back a second time and she organizes um a stampede against him she turns into a big crow oh, to scare, a classic uh, uh, a stampede a classic uncle scar and to stop that he swings an L sling and puts out one of her eyes he's yeah. fucking bollocks like it. yeah and the last time she turns into a heifer Oh, yeah. uh, um, and I'm fairly certain that's a bit of misogyny there all the same but she's an absolute heifer that woman yeah. um, after the marriage or before uh, hey oh <laughs> someone's gonna this one's <laughs> oh one of us is gonna get a sling in the eye <laughs> You're only one of us has a good lady friend in this room um, and he then breaks her leg yeah so she realises right I'm not taking him on physically because that shit's not working yeah so she comes up with something else she uh, transforms herself into an old woman Oh yeah, and before the there, wedding or after, she's there cleaning bloody armor. Yeah, um, and that's a real important in Celtic mythology. If you see an old woman cleaning bloody armor, you're probably going to die in battle. Get out of there! Yeah, do an L run. But anyway, he offers to help her because he's a bloody he's bloody decent. Man, like good, good, good sound, sound bloke. Yeah, he'll punch a woman, but he's uh, no, but he'll, he'll, he'll clean look up. after an old one. Yeah. Um, and she offers him tea and blah blah, blah and he doesn't recognize her because this old woman has a missing eye. Um, she's clutching her side mm-hmm. and she has a, an old wobbly leg yeah. so we know it's the Morrigan we know it's the Morrigan he doesn't cop it because he was great at, at swinging a fist not mm-hmm. so good at cracking a book um, <laughs> and <laughs> so anyway he gives her three blessings to thank her for the tea those oh, three yeah. blessings heal her wounds oh, yeah. um, and can he do blessings now oh Cucullin's got yeah. like well I mean you're looking at Christian the original probably would have been a lot bloodier Um but anyway go on but anyway he gets the blessings she runs off she blesses his best friend she gets her full power back blesses his best friend and he has to go up against him in battle oh no um, and he loses eventually because um, she blesses all his weapons and pretty, pretty much turns the friend right against him they're not happy about it they train together under Skahook who's the famous Celtic kind of warrior trainer mm-hmm. woman um, and the friend actually gives up eventually he's like no do you know what I can't, I can't do this but it's too late 
Kukun gets now a spear in the side. Um, a bit like Jesus. A bit like Jesus. A bit like Jesus. But straps himself to a rock. And as long as he stays in the rock, no one in the other army will advance. So that's kind of Morrigan's big moment to shine. She pitches up in other things, but she's always there to collect the dead um, or just generally cause a bit of a battle. Mm. Um, One of the interesting things about Morrigan is that she's a a three-faced god. Um, So it's thought to be three sisters. uh, Bob. Bob. B-A-D-H-A-B. Meowin, M-E-A-M-H-A-I-N. Bob. And Nyavda. I think is the, the correct way to do it. So these are the three sisters of, of death. One is an old woman, mm-hmm. as we've previously encountered. A sexy old One woman. One is a, a young, sexy lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other is a, a young, non-sexy lady that we don't want to do. Stephen King can write about her, but we can't. Huh. Um So, yeah, that's the way she normally appears as the three sisters. Um, one is death, one is war, and the other one is undefined <laughs> into what her realm is. Bloody Which is a big spooky thing. Big spooky skeleton. Ben... As we were saying, one of the one of the problems in many films is that when the villains appear, you can just kick the shit out of them. <laughs> if you know, long held that if you, yeah, like it's the it's the reason that, for example, the TV show Supernatural or Buffy or any of those things aren't horror. Supernatural hurt my feelings because anything that shows up, they find a way to kick the shit out of it. Yeah, there is a way to do it. If there's a way to kick the shit out of it, the Winchester brothers or Buffy or. Who else beats up supernatural things? Scooby Doo. Scooby, no, they're always fake. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, although there was a crossover, a Winchester Brothers Scooby Doo crossover. Yeah, there was. I didn't see it, but apparently quite funny. Ben, so anyway, let's cross over that idea with the concept that you just you just as butter, Michael. You just brought. <laughs> sometimes I'm so smooth I don't even realize it. <laughs> um, you just brought up the concept of Irish legends haven't been quite portentous. Yes, they do. They're they're so, full important. Very so, important. <laughs> ah, uh, that's not funny because they those words come from the same origin. That's like, but pejoratively speaking, that's quite funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, you have to look up what pejorative means. You look it up there, um, and I'll tell you, Ben, about my favorite. For that very reason, my favorite Irish mythological legendary uh, creature. Did you say mythlegendary? Mythlegendary. It's the Banshee, Ben. Oh, the Ban, the Banshee. Yeah. You tell us about the Banshee very, very briefly, so, and then I will tell you how I think it could be the untapped potential of being a great horror film. Oh, I've got a spoiler here for you. Um, so, let's take a look at the Banshee. The Banshee. What's is, the spoiler? Uh, my friend made a short film all about the Banshee. Oh, really? It's a horror film. Oh, I'd love <laughs> yeah. to see that. Okay, we'll watch um, that later. I'll get a. I'll find out where he is. They were at the Venice Film Festival, and it did very well. Oh, that's cool. Um, but I will find out now. Okay. Yeah. We might actually try and get him on. Yeah, um, we'll bloody talk about it. Well. Yeah. Um, but we'll have your pitch first. Well, I, yeah, I'll tell you what I um, think would be good. And then you tell me. Yeah, that's it. So the Banshee no, is... sue him. Uh, <laughs> or else insult him and then kick him in the head. <laughs> the Banshee is an Irish spectre um, and a portent of death. Yeah. Um, if you hear the Banshee, yeah. someone you know is going to die, you're yeah. going to kick the bucket. Um, it's been interpreted a couple of different ways. The the Banshee or the Banshee um is the anglicisation of ban she she in Irish is fairy and ban is woman so it's the woman of the fairies um, but she's a big spooky silky spectery thing yeah um, sometimes big sometimes small sometimes very beautiful sometimes very old yeah a um, couple of things that you should bear in mind before you deal with a banshee if you see a beautiful young woman combing her hair with a very beautiful silver comb don't steal that comb don't steal it because it belongs to a banshee yeah. and she'll bloody get you she'll yeah. bloody come and get you um, but they generally belong to families um, yeah. In our mythology, each each old Celtic family gets their own 
banshee to warn mm-hmm. them of impending death. So Ben, when I was a young a young gentleman, I read the packet of the crisps banshee bones. And it forever scarred me and made me terrified of banshees. Banshee bones were great, weren't they? Delicious. Pickled, pickled onion, was it? Something very artificial and gross. But uh, what you Expressing contempt or disapproval. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were joking about not knowing what pejorative no. meant. No. I just got it completely wrong. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, so you're quite pejorative with me. No, you, you don't. That's not how you use it. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. <laughs> I'll teach you how to use pejorative. Oh, later. it's used as an adjective before a word. Yes. So you could say, Ben, um, oh, how can I do this without saying something Mix that I don't Mix a fucking bully. Mean? How pejorative of you, Ben? No, no, not like you could say, oh, uh, that party was very gay. And I don't mean in the pejorative sense. Yeah. I mean, it was a happy sense. No, I just mean that there were a lot of gay people at it. (laughs) Hopefully, no clowns, though. No bloody clowns. No bloody clowns. Anyway, Ben, the Banshee. Get on. So, the Banshee, Ben, I think, is an untapped potential for a great film. Sure. And will bloody maybe not untapped, according to you. Because a lot of American interpretations of the Banshee have gone the way of the Banshee's wail. Oh, very good. Right? So, they're, they're always bloody wailing and screaming. And. They're in the legends, Ben. They're wailing and yes. screaming because uh, someone has died or someone is going to die. Yeah, but that's got kind of twisted by Americanizations into a kind of attack. That the Banshee's wail is an attack. Oh, it's like a sonic scream. It's a sonic scream, or it can kill you with its voice, or that's the usual interpretation it's of a Banshee. Classic American, isn't that it? it's going to come up and go, ah, and you're going, to, your head's going to explode or something. Explode. Right? Yeah. So we we'll get rid of that, right? Go on. And in this story, we'll have a character. His name is, let's say, Ben. Hi. Yeah. It's not It's not you. It will be played by Michael Fassbender. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've you know, always felt that Michael Fassbender should pay me in a film. Yeah. Okay. So Michael Fassbender is playing you, right? Yeah. Get in. And you um, live with your uh, your wife and child. Yes. And you're, uh, you're uh, an engineer. Yes. All right. And you have been sent... As part of your job as an engineer, you're going to work on a project in a small town in Boston. Good. This all starts at the beginning of the film, right? Boston, that America. Boston, that America, right? So off you go to Boston. Luckily, Ben, almost all of your family moved to Boston during the economic depression of the 80s and the 2000s. Oh, I see. So although you are Irish from Dublin. I am. All of your family, most of your family live in Boston. But your wife and child stay in Dublin because you're not going to be gone for too long. You're only gone for a few months. One night, Ben... You're in bed and something wakes you up Ooh. and you're walking around your house at night going, what's going on? I feel strange. Mm. Then very suddenly you hear. Ah. My, God, my coward's blood is getting a fierce spike there. And so your, coward's, you doing your coward's blood goes, oh, what the fuck is that? And he goes, and it, it gets, it gets louder and louder. It's like, Lovely listening for uh, then look at the waveform. That's a good wave, wasn't it? That's a good wave. So then, Ben, we the camera's following you around, and you go into let's say the living room, and on the living room, there in the living room, we see for a tiny fraction of a second a disproportionately huge, spooky, scary woman, and we see it for a tiny bit, and then you wake up in your bed. Ooh. And you're like, oh. Am I safe? What was the hell with that? Then, Ben, the phone rings. And on the phone, you're given the devastating news that your your wife and child have died in a car crash. Ah, oh, tits. Yeah, not good. 
Oh, suboptimal. Fastbender, okay. No, he's very upset. Okay. Because you are Fastbender, Ben. I am Fastbender. Fastbender's playing you. I've always thought that. <laughs> you're you're that. son of a bitch. I so, led you right into a so compliment. Anyway, right? You go, you go bloody back to Ireland. You go to the bloody funeral. And you kind of forget that. My um, wife and kids. No, that, about the, the crying monster <laughs> dream. The, 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 the yeah. wailing thing dream from the night before. Fair enough. So, a few months pass. Your 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 company is very understanding, and they say we'll put the project on hold, and Sound. then you can go back in a few months when you get everything sorted out. So in a few months you go back, and when you arrive, one night you're just walking home from work, and you hear the sound again. You do it. That is actually what Mick sounds like when he's crying, by the way. Um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we had some technical issues here in the podcast and I got a phone call and I thought it was a banshee. It wasn't. It was Mick telling me that the sound quality was shite. I'm sure I've said this in the podcast before, but you know that the common belief is that the legend of the banshee comes from the, the sounds of of foxes. I didn't know that, Mike. Yeah, foxes. You didn't tell me that. Foxes mating calls sound like almost exactly like that. Get an audio file up. Uh, this is going to be fun for listeners. Anyway, Ben, we don't see a monster this time. We just see you going around going, what the hell, where is it? Fair. Right? Then, you go back to town, you kind of forget about it, and the next morning, you find out that your cousin, who lives in Boston, has died. Oh, for fuck's sake, lads. Yeah, not optimal. Not optimal at all. Completely suboptimal. I have a scream of the red fox here. Yeah, play it. I don't know if it's any good. I'm not going to blast it into the speaker. No, play it, just in case it's gross. Yeah, that'll do it. That was awful. Didn't like that, that at all. They they get loud. They get they do a lot. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah, the red foxes. Um, they make a very horrific noise. It's very loud. Cats do cats do one as well, but cats sound more like babies. Red foxes sound like that was awful. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, it's definitely the where the inspiration for the because imagine imagine you lived in an ancient Irish village. And you heard those weird noises. Fuck that. Right? And you go, what the fuck was that? That was some sort of monster. And then three weeks later, because the news travelled a lot slow, yeah. more slowly, then, three weeks later, you found out some member of your extended family had died. Maybe that was and around go, the time I heard that bloody monster. That was that bloody monster warning us. That's definitely where the legend of the Banshee comes from. Anyway, Ben, you don't see the Banshee again. Oh. But you, your cousin dies. Tits. So you start asking people. And it turns out... In a series of little vignettes. Oh, a vignette. Uh, like seven or eight little vignettes. Vignette. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, people all throughout the town have been seeing. A spooky, scary. Some of them have been seeing it. Some of them have been hearing it. Yeah. And we see the various stories told by these people of their encounters with this creature. And... Gradually, you piece together that the common denominator is they're all Irish. Den, den, den. Yeah, so that's that's the kind of idea for the. Then I kind of stole this a little bit as well, but Come on. um, the denouement I think would be that a disaster is coming, like a big fire in the town, nice, or let's say a fire. In the bloody what do Irish people do in Boston? A fire drink. in the no, a fire in the in the drink factory. <laughs> a fire. What's not what the a, brewery? A fire on the docks or something is coming. On the docks. And, uh, what year is this again? Now. 
I was no. Yeah. Irish people don't work on ducks. All what do Irish people anymore. do in Boston? Probably graphic design. <laughs> a fire. A fire. Maybe we should set it in the eighties because then you get a cool eighties. Oh, you could set it in the eighties. Yeah, in eighties. Yeah, let's do an eighties in the eighties. But the whole point of it is, workshop things. This the whole point of it is, there's no monster to punch, because the banshee is nothing to do with causing it. She's just letting you know. She's a portent. You, it's a bit of a Final Destination vibe. A little bit of a Final Destination vibe. A little bit of a Mothman Prophecies vibe. Haven't seen that one. Mothman Prophecies is very good and is a very strong inspiration for this. To the point you could call it a rip-off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Michael. But it's uh, it's mythological. Okay, uh, like yeah, it. And I think it would, uh, yeah, I think it would be uh, an untapped potential for a very scary, spooky horror film. So yours is very different, Michael. Yours is very different from the the one that the um, my my former classmate did. Um, his one is a much more vengeful banshee, um, and it's all about a little island off the coast of Ireland oh, who finds on. that a, a vengeful evil banshee has has come back um, to the island and is wreaking her revenge on the. You see, that's the type the of island. banshee I would like to avoid. Yes, well then you'd do you'd have a very different film. There's the, there's the poster, Michael. I'll give you a look at the poster. Better give that a watch. Uh, we probably should, yeah. Um, I shall, I shall get in touch with with uh, Donica and ask him. This is, this is a, there's an actual monster. You can see a little glimpse there. Oh yeah, could you kick the shit out of the it? monster stuff? I don't know. I, 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 I'm not going to tell you to go off and kick the shit out of old women that you think might be a banshee, Michael. Because I feel like that's <laughs> probably going to lead us down to some murky court I don't, cases. I don't know who would. I don't know who would play your love interest, Ben. I think it would be good for your love interest to be played by someone ethnically different. Like I'd uh, be very representative of Dublin. No, it's set in Boston. Days. No, but my wife is in Dublin. No, your wife is dead. So wait, I have a low interest outside. Yeah, because they like, even wait for the corpse to be cold. But like this takes place over a very long time. Oh, okay. And your love interest, I think she should be ethnically different, not for diversity, Ben, because you know you're not big on <laughs> diversity at all, Michael. No, I think that the reason that they should be ethnically different is that they don't believe it, can't see it. They don't have any frame of reference. It. No, but very... Oh, it'd be a very good plot device. Yeah. So, like, <gasps> just, you know what, just let's say you could actually see the monster once in the presence of your new love interest and they're like, what are you talking about? Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? And then you're like... Oh, She's shit. just there weeping in the corner and yeah. they're going, are you... Shitting me. <laughs> Do I have an alcohol problem At this point Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Character, oh that'd be oh, excellent yeah. She's like I can't do this anymore yeah. Oh Michael yeah. Full fucking script to come in. And Fassbender will probably Ring his own drink <laughs> <laughs> From what I've heard <laughs> You won't do it now <laughs> Oh yeah Damn it We could have my cousin Be Jack Rayner They work together all the time Him and Jack Rayner Are best mates Killian We get Killian Murphy in somewhere Killian Murphy will play The Banshee <laughs> <laughs> Killian Murphy would be in it. Jack Rayner would definitely be in it. Yeah. Um, who else would Flash be in it? Uh, Fashion Brendan obviously. Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. Son, it's the banshee. Is the banshee? Just get out of there, son. Save yourself. You know, if you hear the keening of the banshee, it's not you who'll be dying. Interestingly, my family name on my mother's side, Keenan. No. Um, oh, you've revealed a lot about there yourself you there, there you such go. as yeah. probably your passwords. <laughs> nah, you're safe on that one. Uh, my no. passwords are all super simple: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, underscore. <laughs> wrap us up there, Ben. <gasps> no, no, <that's> <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael.
Ladies and gentlemen, do you have any weird, unusual Celtic creatures that you think would make excellent horror movies? Yeah, the Banshee. Do you have better timing for seasonal episodes than we do? <laughs> um, <laughs> have you seen it too? What did you think of it? Did you think that uh, Bill Skarsgård loses a bit of his oomph now that it's a fully revealed monster? Um, for some reason, we've had a horror-themed episode, but there are other types of episodes that you'd like to hear. You can get in touch with us on seomorabeag.com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com It means small room in Irish. It means small room which is Tiny Room Productions which is what we are if you don't feel like getting in touch with us on the website we are on Instagram Instagram uh, you can leave us a comment below if you're watch- listening to us on YouTube on Facebook um, and as always ladies and gentlemen we would love 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 um, a review on Apple Podcasts it helps us a lot if you're watching the video throw us an L like throw us a like we love a like yeah we love a like um, we're very needy yeah. um, if you have a cure for Carol's blood please contact Ben directly yeah and um, and as always, ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. Yeah, if you would like me to come around to your house and bully you, <laughs> it's a service I offer. It's a bit costly. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Expensive. For some reason, he charges a massive amount of money. He vastly overestimates the market here. But anyway, yeah. that's it from us. Bye. Yeah, nothing sexual. <laughs>